I'm Adam. Welcome to 10K to Go. Let's talk about the Vuelta. It's been a couple days since we checked in, so we're first going to recap stage three and four. These were planned to be sprint stages from the beginning. Typically, sprint stages are really fun to watch in the last couple of kilometers, but there's not usually a whole lot of drama. Recapping stage three quickly, totally flat stage, and just as I had mentioned in the preview episode, Bora had the fastest sprinter in the race. Sam Bennett just had so much more power than everybody else, but also their team played it perfectly. They set him up, they lined it up, and when he made his jump, he just he just rode away from everybody, and he really looked like he deserved the Irish national champion jersey that he's wearing, and frankly, he looks like he deserves to have a contract right now. The big drama out in the cycling world is that this guy, Sam Bennett, who just keeps winning races, still doesn't have a contract for next year, and it's starting to look a little weird. The rumor is that Quickstep is going to sign him, but the later we get into the season, more and more of budget from more and more budget from every team is just becoming spoken for. So, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe this is the long game on Quickstep's part to try to get him at a discount. Maybe it's something else, but it's just crazy that this guy Sam Bennett just rides away from people and wins so consistently, and he still doesn't have a contract for next year. Uh, call it luck of the Irish, stage three, they win the stage, and Nicholas Roche keeps the red jersey, so the Irish had to be pretty happy. They had the overall leader and the stage winner. All right, let's jump to stage four. Stage four, I really wasn't expecting much, and it completely surprised me. First of all, right out of the gate, the stage starts, and a few, uh, some amount of time into the stage, we hear the news that Kreiswike from Jumbo had to abandon this was such a huge blow for, for Jumbo Visma and their GC hopes with Primoz Roglic. If you remember, Steven Kreiswijk was one of the big contenders at the Tour this year. He's been on podiums for Grand Tours. Call him what you want. You could call him a super domestique. You could call him a co-team leader. You could call him their backup plan if something goes bad with Roglic. It doesn't matter how you slice it. Losing Kreiswijk was one of the biggest losses they could imagine turns out when Kreiswijk went down in that time trial crash in stage one, he hit his knee pretty hard and it was just getting worse and not better. And, and the poor guy had to pull out big blow to jumbo. However, they still have the Panzer wagon, Tony Martin, and the guy is riding like the world champion. He is just taking road Roglic anywhere. He needs to go up and down the field, sitting on the front, guiding him anywhere he needs to go. Tony Martin's earning his paycheck big time this week. Okay, so heading into this stage, what everyone's talking about is how surprising it was that Quick Step screwed it up. Fabio Jacobson is not the fastest sprinter, but he absolutely should have contested for the win, and Quick Step just didn't get it right. Obviously, when they when they mess something up like that, they're going to come into the next sprint stage, Hungary, to uh, prove people that they can get it right after all, and that they're going to win the stage. So everyone knows Quick Step's coming for blood. The stage is really flat relatively uneventful and then we start heading into the last 10 kilometers where all the fun usually starts with these sprint stages i gotta say i was so pleasantly surprised education first unexpectedly goes to the front in a section where crosswinds were a real risk but only lawson craddock and logan owen get to the front these two young american kids and they just start crushing it they're hammering I've never seen Logan Owen or Lawson Craddock look this strong, and they immediately strung the entire field into a straight line, and then just people just start getting injected off the back. There's a split in the field. Some people get separated. 
it made me so proud of these these American kids. And for EF, EF has been wanting to race hard and aggressively as a team. They tried it in the tour, and they ended up with egg on their face. So for them to have the courage to go for it again and for it to work was pretty rewarding. Okay, so here's where the excitement starts. 6K to go, it's all out now. Straight, uh, strung out, flying fast. And the Frenchman from the Quick Step team, Remy Cavagna, is on the front. He leads the peloton into a hard 90-degree right corner. This guy rails the corner so hard, you can actually hear his brakes chirp for a second through the corner. He leans his bike over at like a 45-degree angle and just, just rails this thing. I don't know how he didn't lay it down, but he just peels through this corner. And he comes through it so fast that he immediately has like a three-bike length gap on the rest of the field. And Quickstep is so smart and so attentive that they immediately see this opportunity and take advantage of it. Instead of just sticking to their same plan they always use of having this perfect lead out, they're not afraid to adapt and change. And I don't know if it was the, the radio that yelled at him or maybe uh, Max Riqueze yelled up at him to just go. And Remy Cavagna just steps on the gas and just immediately just starts putting meters in between him and the field. Here's the thing with Quick Step. Say what you will. A lot of times we think that they only win because they have the fastest sprinter. Oh, they win everything because they have Viviani. Oh, they were winning everything because they had Kittle. Oh, they, they win everything because they have Gaviria. Well, the pattern here is maybe it actually doesn't matter who their final guy is. Their entire team is so deep and so fit and so strong, but also so smart, and they race as a team so well. It kind of doesn't matter what you do. They're always going to adapt and figure out how to win as a team, and this is a perfect example. Remy Cavagna just goes for it. He immediately opens up a huge gap and just starts nailing it. It's obvious that Remy Cavagna is not actually thinking he's going to win this stage. He's just trying to take all the pressure off of his teammates, knowing that Fabio Jacobson, their sprinter, probably isn't the fastest guy in the field, so they need to give him as much of a cushion as possible. Bora has no choice. Bora has to go to the front, and they have to do everything they can to pull this guy back. So, like I said, Remy goes off the front at 6K to go, and then it's 5K to go, and then 4K to go, and then 3K to go, and they're not closing it, and they're running out of road. So Bora is panicking. They're hitting, you know, alarm uh, panic stations, and the helicopter images from this part of the race were so cool because uh, you're, you're watching from the helicopter and pretty soon you just see these riders just ejecting out the side of the of the peloton just just uh, burnt up. Bora one after another is just burning up their riders. You even see some jumbo riders getting burned up as they're trying to keep primos in, uh, in the pack. So they finally, so Remy Cavagna goes through four different roundabouts, and each time he goes through a roundabout, he can hit it so much faster than everybody else that he gets a little bit more gap, and then they pull him back, and then he hits another roundabout, and he gets a little more gap. They're about to catch him right at the fourth roundabout. It's only 1,200 meters to the line, so, I mean, time's pretty much up. 1,200 meters to the line, they make the catch, but here's the thing. That, that luck of the Irish that Bennett had the day before ran out on stage four. They go into the roundabout. Most of the field goes left through the roundabout. Bennett and a few others decide to go right, and that choice made all the difference. It moved him back about 10 positions in the field with only 1,200 meters to go left in the race, and most of his teammates already burnt up. So he's panicking. He gets through the roundabout. He's trying to fight his way up. Meanwhile, Quick Step just starts mobilizing on the front. Suddenly, Stebar's on the front. Cool, you got Zdenek Stebar with 900 meters to go and Max Riqueze on his wheel. And then Fabio Jacobson, I mean, everything's going according to plan. 
Bennett comes in. He's a huge guy. He actually elbows some people out of out of the way, forces his way in. Riquezze gives this beautiful lead out, sets him sets his rider up perfectly. Jacobson jumps. He's running to the line. Pretty soon you see Bennett coming up from behind. I mean, he's just darting between people, shooting these gaps, coming up so fast. And they cross the line virtually at the exact same second. Nobody has any idea. Nobody posts up. Nobody, nobody celebrates a victory because, frankly, nobody has any idea who won. They end up having to go to a photo finish, and, uh, and Jacobson from Quick Step wins by had to have been a centimeter. Just so cool. So moral of the story from stage four is Quick Step wins because they have the fast sprinters, but also because every single one of their guys knows what to do and when they need to do it, and they have the toolkit to do it, and it's so fun to watch them win. So anyway, that's stage three and four. Uh, really great lessons to be learned from sprinting and then stage five they get back to the mountains.